There are many people on the staff of this fellowship, and really all of them are winners, and they do so much in serving the body and are gifted and talented. But I ask the assistant pastors to come up specifically tonight to share some areas of ministry that they oversee and what God is doing in it. A lot of times you don't get to hear all that goes on simply because so much goes on. And uh, we thought we should make it a point once a year at least to fill you in on the different ministries and some of the highlights throughout the year of what God has done. Um, We are living proof of what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And I'm saying that as my personal life verse. I am just tickled that God even decides to use me. And uh, the fact that he has, well, I'm grateful for it. But um, these men that are standing to my right tonight are uh, the assistant pastors that are on our staff. And uh, Matthew Ellison is to my right immediately. And he oversees the youth ministry and Lifeline and Lifeline Mission. So I'm going to have him uh, share. In First Samuel chapter 14, Israel is without weapons. And um, they're fighting the Philistines. And Jonathan is tired of it, so he approaches his armor bearer and says, Perhaps the Lord will move on our behalf, because nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. That day, they kill 20 Philistines, and God causes a panic that causes the whole Philistine army to get routed. And when I think of that verse, I think of the great things that God has done in Lifeline. Um, Just from a team of young people, we've sent missionaries all over the planet, um, our youth ministry has grown, and it's a, a youth-driven ministry. It's not a bunch of adults, you know, running the show. It's teenagers reaching teenagers, and that's what makes it so exciting. We have a ministry called Ding Dong Ditch that's completely youth-born, completely youth-driven. Maybe some of you have heard about it. We will leave care packages on front doors, ring the doorbell, and take off, so Christ alone gets the glory. The word got out to other youth groups, and it started to spread, and we started um, promoting it on a radio station in town. And this, no, excuse me, next Friday, January the 9th, 250 youth ministries around the whole state are going to be doing their own ding-dong ditch. And it was born right here, so. Perhaps the Lord will move again this year on our behalf. By the way, Matthew also got the award for the best goatee on staff as well. Bob Church is um, our administrator and one of our pastors on staff and oversees a large variety of things. Bob? And I'm very short. (laughs) Nine years ago when I came on staff, uh, I came out of the corporate world, and my wife's biggest concern about me coming on staff here was wondering if whether I had enough to do. I don't think that's ever been the case since. I just want to take this opportunity to offer a word of encouragement. I have the privilege, really the honor, of serving with hundreds and hundreds of different people that aren't just on staff, people who work in the parking lot, people who do security here at the church, people who work as volunteers in the tape room and the children's ministry, and on and on, ushers and greeters. And these are the people that are that make this ministry happen. And I just want to offer you a word of encouragement is keep serving the Lord passionately as you are doing. Don't grow weary of well-doing. And for some of those of you who know me, I'm a baseball nut. I'm, I'm crazy about baseball, so I'm going to use a little analogy. There are some of you out here tonight 
where this year God's going to hand you the bat. And he wants you to step up to the plate. And you've never stepped up to the plate before. You've sat in the dugout and you've wondered what it's like to serve the Lord. And I just want to encourage you to seize the moment. Take opportunity to serve the Lord. It will be the best thing that you ever do in your life. God bless you. The next um, person I'm going to introduce is, um, has the hardest name to pronounce on staff. His name is Paul Skazafava. And uh, we usually just call him Paul Skaz because it's a lot easier. And when we tell people, we just tell them it's Paul Skaz. Paul, when he first came to our church, uh, came years ago when we were at 1660 Eubank, and um, he had long blonde hair down to his waist. He is a lead guitar player in a rock and roll band. He was then and still is. And since he was converted, he plays uh, and has played heavy metal music to glorify the Lord, and he's taken them all over the country to do it, uh, to speak a language that uh, can only get through to certain people is music, definitely. That's how I really uh, opened up my heart. But uh, Paul, uh, how long have you been at Well, Let, let him tell the story. Well, I started coming to to Calvary in uh, 1984, and uh, when I first came, I, I I was anxious to to help out, and I can remember coming up to Skip and and uh, telling him, "Hey, I want to help out. What can I do?" and and he told me, and I showed up the next day with uh, my weird colored shorts on, two different colored shoes, and no shirt, and started serving. And uh, Skip pulled me aside and said, "Hey, uh, I think you need to wear a t-shirt when you when you come to work in the church." And I said, "Oh, oh, okay." So uh since then I've had the the uh the opportunity of serving here at Calvary and uh God has just uh done tremendous things and I, I want to encourage you as Bob did get involved uh I just had a desire to serve to serve people and I think that when you have that desire it's definitely God's will and God'll give you those things he'll give you which you can handle. He'll give you challenges. And those challenges in my life have, have just uh, made me grow tremendously. And I just want to tell you guys that it's a privilege to serve you. Uh, I get to see you guys in counseling and, and get to talk to you afterwards and, and serve you. And uh, that's why I'm here. And so uh, let's praise the Lord that, that we all have gifts and that we, can, we all are part of the body of Christ. And so let's be used by God. In these last days, let's be used by God and let's glorify Him in everything that we do. Thanks. Some people come to us just because they're actively involved in serving, already involved, working with people in the church. And C.B. Blankenship was one who's just so busy around her all the time, he was already on staff because of his uh, active involvement in lay ministry. C.B.? A little over 12 years ago, my wife and I retired, and when we retired, we were involved in another church. But we had visited Calvary Chapel for several times, and we were kind of impressed with what we saw and especially what we heard. So we decided that it would make this our home church. And we started coming to Calvary Chapel, and after about two years, I got tired of waiting on Skip, so I made myself available. I said, hey, man, i got to do something, you know. And Skip was very gracious. He gave me a couple of things to do. And 
After a couple of more years, uh, they invited me to come on staff, and I was very glad to do that. Uh, I do the hospital visitation ministry, and uh, I do uh, the open arms ministry and a couple of other things, but I guess the thing that I spend most of my time on is counseling. And that's been a very special blessing to me because I don't know of anything in the world that I would rather do than share the gospel, you know, with other people. And uh, God has given me that opportunity. Uh, God himself gave me the opportunity. And, of course, he used Chip and uh, Calvary Chapel to, uh, you know, put that thing in action. And I just want to encourage you. And uh, I, another thing that I do is the Silver Saints ministry. I have no idea in the world why they would call on me to do the Silver Saints ministry, but <laughs> evidently they've chosen to do that. Uh, but I do love to counsel, and I do love to have that, you know, one-on-one fellowship with you guys. And that's where my heart is in, in ministry. I want to do nothing more for the rest of my life than to serve the Lord and to serve the body. And I would encourage you and maybe especially some of you that are maybe a little bit silver, maybe not so saintly yet, but to get involved very much like uh, Bob Church did. Last week, Skip talked about putting your foot in the water, standing in the water and sanctifying yourself and getting ready for service. So let me encourage you to do that. And let me assure you that when you do that and make yourself available and begin to serve the Lord, that he'll bless you in a supernatural way and he'll use you for whatever it is he has in store for you. God bless you and have a real good New Year. Alan Brooks is in our school of ministry, was in our shepherd school for the pastoral ministry, and now oversees our children's ministry and does a tremendous job. Uh, along with others who help him. And uh, Alan, come on up. Well, I'm the uh, one staff member that's always in tennis shoes, okay? That's so I can keep up with some of your kids. Uh, I work on the other side of what I fondly refer to as the Western Wall. Uh, many of you adults are glad that it's solid concrete, Okay. But there's really been some incredible things happening, and it has been, quite honestly, for years in the kids' ministry. You know, oftentimes kids are, you know, kind of the forgotten part, I think, in church, you know, because the, the adults are a, a real major focus for obvious reasons. But the Lord has really led us in some special ways to do some things with the kids this year that we were really excited about. As an example, with the older children, one of the things we're doing now is that we're trying to equip them. In fact, we would like to see by the time they get to Matt in high school that they've got a little preparation. And we see one of the things that we can do, even with grade school kids, is to do some equipping. In fact, when we have service on the weekend here, what happens is every weekend there's a couple of kids that open the service for the rest of the grade level classes in prayer. We have a little mini Chip Lesko that does uh, announcements. Okay. Um, they're different ones, though. And uh, in fact, we have uh, kid ushers as well that for the children that arrive late. That these other children will lead them to find their classes. Classes and quite honestly, there's a number of other things the Lord has given us as a vision. Proverbs tells us that where there is no vision, the people will perish. And one of the things that we're excited about for 1998 is that the Lord's laid upon our heart the desire to really take children through the entire Bible. Children traditionally get the Mary and Joseph story. In fact, if they've been here since two years old, they've probably heard Mary and Joseph and Abraham and Isaac at least a thousand times probably. But our desire is, starting in 98, we're going to start working through the whole Bible. 
And in fact, our plan is that for a second grader that's here through fifth grade, they will have been through the entire Bible by the time they've left the children's ministry. But, uh, As Skip said, and I, I would want to pass this on to you, honestly, it's not me. We have over 200 teachers that help service the needs of nearly 2,000 children here every week. Okay, and, and God knows, and I do too, that there's no way we could do it without them. And so please thank you, teacher, when you get a chance. God bless you. When um, the church first started, I led the worship, and um, uh, that's because nobody else was around to do it. I came out with a guitar and a PA system and a couple microphones from California, and I just led worship. And the first person who said I wanted to lead worship, I brought them on board. We did it together. And finally, somebody was uh, so passionate about it, I said, please take this. Uh, go for it. It's your ministry. And it's gone through many changes since then, but we're thankful that God has brought to us Mars Schomburger, uh, who not only leads the worship here and gets the worship band together, but has worked hard of late on an album that we're producing that will be out here in the next month or so, uh, putting together some of the original songs of this fellowship and some voices that you're familiar with, and uh, that will be circulated around the country as well. Marsh, come up and share. What an awesome thing it is to be a part of a church where God's blessed so many people with so much talent. It is so, so great to be a part of it. And, and I guess the thing that I've been blessed with the most this year is, is just the fact that you love to sing, that you love to worship God. And let me just encourage you to continue that. And Romans 12.1 says, I urge you, Brethren, therefore, in view of God's mercy, to present yourself as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. And God's really been teaching me this last semester as I taught a class on worship and prayer in the School of Ministry. Um, he's been dip- deepening my view of what worship is, that it's not just a song we sing. It's not just, um, you know, a jingle here, a jingle there. It's my life, giving it to God. And then when we come together and we sing, how much more meaning is there when it's true and it's from my heart? And uh, God's been dealing with me, and it's my prayer for all of us this year that God raises up more musicians who love to worship God, who love to use their gifts for his glory. So I just encourage you guys, if you play an instrument, it doesn't matter what instrument it is, and God's gifted you in a way, come see me and come talk to me, because uh, we want to use the gifts God's given you and, and plug you into ministry. Use it for his kingdom and for his glory. It's a great reward. Um, seven years ago, when um, I first started doing music, uh, I didn't sing in public. <laughs> and uh, and it's a testimony that God basically gave me a voice uh, because, uh, and it started with worshiping God through a song called I Love You, Lord, that we all know. Um, but but let that be let that be uh, encouraging to those of you. Present your gifts that you have to God. He'll bless you, and uh, he'll he'll please himself through it, and he'll smile at himself through you. So uh, this year, worship God with all your heart, with all that you are. This uh, next young man, is it safe to still call you that, young man? Okay. Um, worked part-time at the church as a janitor, but he wanted to get out to the mission field. And uh, he went out to the mission field, worked with Youth with a Mission for a number of years, leading groups all over the world, training young men and women in missions, in getting active and 
uh, evangelism on the street. And he came back and he's uh, uh, for a few years uh, and then off and then on again working uh, in the school of ministry and has done a great job with it. Chris Armijo. I wrote notes. No, I'm not going to take that much time. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a couple of reports on what's going on in uh, the School of Ministry and in the Missions Department. Currently, um, as of today, we have 21 missionaries um, out on the field from Calvary Chapel, and that's something to be really excited about. By the way, this weekend we're going to have some tables set outside here so you could uh, find out a little bit more about the missionaries and where they're serving. And Calvary Chapel, um, through our missionaries, is represented in 14 different countries around the world. So we're really excited about that and what the Lord is doing in regards to raising and training people and then sending them out. Also, uh, this year I was in charge of overseeing the Samaritan's Purse Project, Operation Christmas Child. And as many of you know, we almost doubled our efforts from last year, sent our shoeboxes to many, many different nations, but also did uh, some American, Native American shoe drops um, here in New Mexico. What a pleasure it was. We sent out three different teams, and I got to go on one of those, but just the joy that you see on the children's faces receiving those boxes is incredible. It's an eternal eternal holiday that will last in my heart forever. Um, and then also, our school of ministry has been very, very successful this year. We have 51 students in the school who are all doing very well. Um, they inspire me. It's a group of students who inspire me to press on into, into God and what God has. Um, I was reading today a quote. Um, it says, he who sees the invisible can do the impossible. And, you know, just as Bob was sharing with us, to seize the moment, to take opportunity of the moment that's ahead of us, I think that that's an encouragement to all of us. A lot of times um, our past or even our present or the fear of the future sort of takes too much time in our mind and in our heart from what God has for us here and today. And sometimes the person who is invisible, speaking of God, um, takes us to the unknown. But when we look with our hearts, we don't see God with our eyes because he's invisible, but our souls see him and we trust him to take us to the unknown. He uses us and he wants to use us and that we have purpose and meaning and fulfillment in our lives. And that's why these students inspire me because they see the invisible with their hearts and God is doing the impossible through them. We're excited. We're going to four different countries this year, which include Turkey, Malaysia, Spain. Help me, guys. And and hungry. So pray for our students. They're doing well. And thank you very much. I was reading a devotional some time back um, about unreached people groups. And it's a habit of mine to pray for an unreached people group every day of the year so that I can cover all of those groups in a year's time. But the brochure was talking about Native American groups in our own country, unreached people groups. And so for a long time, I prayed for a key contact to reach Native American groups that we could partner with, that we could establish kinships on the reservations, churches on the reservations, and really do some outreach in a non-traditional sort of way. You know, we have, in many ways, uh, ruined the pathways of evangelism with Native Americans. And so uh, after praying for that, I was uh, up in uh, Farmington, New Mexico, at a crusade with Franklin Graham, and uh, I met uh, Renard, who's now on our staff uh, with the Native American Outreach. Renard? John Joe. Dunjul, that means hello. Uh, I just uh, want to praise the Lord because he's um, brought me here to Calvary. 
at the very beginning, I was um, not really sure what the Lord wanted me to do. But as I surrendered, um, he opened up many, many doors. And um, just listening to the Lord and just um, waking up every morning and say, Lord, fill me and use me was my prayer. And when I finally surrendered and finally um, said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Then he gave me complete peace. And then the doors to the reservations in New Mexico uh, began to open. And um, this past Christmas, we dropped uh, 285 shoe boxes at Santa Domingo. They're one of the more conservative and strict uh, pueblos in New Mexico. They um, had put a lawsuit on someone that took pictures at their reservation. And so that's how strict they were. Well, while we were there, the um, school teacher that let us come said, this is the first time that the governor has allowed the Christian group to um, do any kind of ministry at the reservation there. Afterward, <laughs> afterward we were able to um, get the governor, and he said some words on the videotape, thanking Samaritan's Purse, thanking Calvary Chapel, for bringing the Christmas presents to the children. And um, the Lord is doing so many more things. We have about 40 to 50 um, volunteers. And being a delegator that I am, I delegated a lot of things to those people. Because when I first came here, I said, if you're here just to sit and watch, this is not the ministry for you. You are here to work, and you will work, because we have a big vision for God, and we have a big dream for God, and that is to reach the reservations in the state of New Mexico. And there are 22 reservations that we are going to be ministering to as long as I'm here. Thank you. Renard is also my teacher for the Apache language, and I now know two words, but I won't impress you with those. <laughs> Danny Schumann um, works with our youth, um, as does Matthew Ellison, but with the mid-high, and he's been so innovative with the kids and getting them fired up for the gospel and, and getting them outreach-oriented and not just teaching them little Bible stories that they've already heard, but getting the gospel to be really lived in their lives. Danny? Well, I give all glory to God for uh, what he's done this past year. I remember standing up here last year and kind of sharing what I felt God wanted to do with Hotline. These are 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And uh, God has done incredible things this past year. Um, in February of last year, we took them with uh, Reynard to his home reservation of Dulce and went there for something we call a lock-in with a purpose. And uh, that's not where you take the kids and drop them off at the jail for the weekend. But we uh, <laughs> we took them to the uh, youth center at Dulce at the Indian Reservation and provided games and pizza and all-night thing where they didn't sleep at all. But the kids performed evangelistic dramas. A couple kids shared their testimonies. And we saw about 18 or 20 Native American youth come to the Lord that night. Um Um, another thing that we were just overjoyed with, the Lord gave us the opportunity to go with Carlos Costco, uh, who was heading up the Spanish ministry at the time here. And we went to Quino Bay, Mexico, which is about 18 hours south of here. And we took six boys and six girls from the mid-high. They did an absolutely incredible job. You would be so proud of them if you saw them. 
They did um, as good a job as the students I went to school of ministry with. They performed evangelistic dramas, shared their faith, and uh, saw many people come to the Lord during that mission trip. And uh, just last, two months ago in November, we went to Joy Junction. The kids again went there, donated blankets and jackets and things that they felt that others needed, uh, performed evangelistic dramas, shared their testimony. I expected them to maybe pray with the kids, but afterwards, I saw them praying with adults, and um, they were leading people to the Lord and praying for their needs. Um, absolutely incredible. And what we share with these kids is that to be used by God, he wants you to be obedient to him and make yourself available. And these kids are doing that. I encourage you to do the same. God bless you. Wow. Um, Richard has been on staff. We're trying to figure out how long it's been. He's been on here a long time and has served in many capacities, working with the youth and now working with the family ministries and as a stable counselor and one who teaches counseling in our um, school of ministry. And uh, Richard, come on up. Galatians 6.9 says, Do not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart. But how are we going to do that well-doing unless we're instructed? And all of you know that we have very, very rich instruction here. And in Ephesians 4, it tells us, the pastors, to equip the body for the work of ministry. There are about 1,000 of you to one of us. So it is impossible for us to do all of the work of the ministry and that's where we come in. That's what God has appointed us to do, to train you to encourage one another. And so I want to encourage you not to grow weary, not to lose heart in due season. And here it seems that that due season comes quite often because look, look at the fruit of what God has provided here at Calvary Chapel. My wife and I, about 81, I think it was 81 you were at the lakes, we started attending uh, I was a high school teacher at the time, and uh, in 85, I left my position as a high school teacher, and Skip invited me to come on staff. God is continuing to just blow our minds at what He can do. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. If if you say that we box the Holy Spirit here at Calvary, look around. When when Skip asks people to to consider giving their lives to Christ, and they and they lift their hands, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Only God can draw men and women and children to himself and save them. But we have the privilege of being involved, of training the body up for the work of the ministry. So this year I want to encourage you. Don't grow weary. God has, for each one of us, a wonderful, wonderful plan. And, and he's going to unfold it for us. He really will. I've been involved in many, many ministries. I think the, the ones that are, I, that occupy most of my time are the family ministries, which consist of, um, preparation for marriage, marriage enrichment that we call marriage tune-up and parenting and counseling. But we have seen tremendous fruit over the years of what God can do simply through the investment of His Word in our hearts. And, and that's what we want to continue to do, to plant and water. Remember, God gives the growth. And so we want to be faithful to plant and water, plant and water, and not grow weary in that well-doing. And we want to pass on to you, our body, our family, what that well-doing is all about. And embrace it. Apply it to your lives. Watch God work. God bless you.
Chip Lesko is one of our administrative pastors on staff. I rely on him for a lot of things, and he doesn't just give announcements. He uh, trains up so many uh, people on staff and gives um, instruction to pastors and to people in the school of ministry, oversees a large variety of things, including um, the media, uh, things that, that I do on the radio and uh, in print around the country and around the world. Chip oversees that for me as well as our local radio station. But I've known Chip even before I left California. I knew him. We were all involved in a church together in Southern California. I remember when uh, Becca, his daughter, was first born, and they brought her to church to dedicate her. So uh, now she's 18, 18 years old. So we've known each other about 20 years. And um, Chip, come on up. Well, good morning, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> you don't have to be around uh, Calvary very long to realize you're in a, a major flow of what the Lord is doing that's a lot bigger than any of us. And uh, people ask, what's going on at church or what's it like to work at Calvary? And I, I would draw the analogy of going whitewater rafting because you're kind of going down the flow and catching a few rays, and all of a sudden it just all breaks loose and it's just hang on for dear life for a while and then you calms back out again. But um, God's about changing lives here and lives are being transformed. And uh, I guess I want you to know that your faith is, uh, is spoken of around the world. And that's not to lift us up, but to acknowledge what God is doing as a result of His Holy Spirit. And not just spoken of, but your faith is impacting lives around the world. Uh, it's been remarkable, not by any plan or design of ours, to see God take this work and just expand the borders. And the past year has been a perfect example of that. We've seen um, the lifeline, as, as Matt mentioned, uh, go, and, and we've seen teenagers give up their summers and go to Romania. And it was very close to home for me with my son going, and they came back different people. And they changed lives while they were there. Closer to home, we've seen our, our home fellowship network that we're really dedicated to expand uh, consistently. And by the end of January, we'll have over 60 uh, homes in our network. And that's really important to see the word digested throughout the week, a healthy sign for the body. Uh, we have seen um, the, on the media side, KNKT is now on the World Wide Web. And we get email from Japan and, and from Europe and from uh, Alaska regularly. Uh, we've seen uh, two of Skip's books get, get published this year, which is a long time uh, labor. And uh, we have seen the radio program, The Calvary Connection. Uh, a year ago, we stood here. It was on some 30 stations nationwide. Tonight, it's 120 nationwide. And when you sit here as... Um, When you hear the Saturday evening message here live, it's being heard in living rooms from Hawaii uh, to New York City, and, and plus the Internet. So it just boggles the mind. And uh, Bob Church got to use a baseball analogy, so I, that opens the door for me to talk football for a second here. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I won't ask you to pray for my favorite team, but I will say let's, <laughs> let's remember that um, the days are short. We need to redeem the time. And let's imagine tonight at midnight being the fourth quarter, and let's go for it in 98 and see together what uh, what God will do. Would the communion board please come forward? You get to hear from me 
you have to hear from me most all the time, so I thought it would be a pleasant break for you to hear from the other men and leaders. And listen, this is just a sampling of what God is doing. That's not to say what He's doing in the Spanish ministry and those who have come to Christ and those who work in the convalescent ministries. And the list goes on and on and on. And uh, uh, God's doing it through you. It's not a person. It's not uh, an elite group. It's His church working. And so we celebrate the Lord's Supper tonight in, in honor of what what he has done. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Um, I came here in 1981 right after asking uh, Lenya Farley to marry me. And the uh, first surprise is that she agreed to that prospect. And uh, the second surprise is that we would leave all familiar surroundings and come out uh, we would go back east, as I called it. This is the east from where I'm from. Uh, anything past the Arizona-California line is the east coast. You know, everything is relative. And uh, so we came out east to New Mexico, and um, I asked her to marry me. She did. And just four days after uh, we got married, we moved. And so it was just like the Beverly Hillbillies. We had a little Datsun pickup truck. It's before it was called Nissan. It was just the old Datsun truck with a little camper shell on it and a U-Haul trailer. I was putting oil in every 80 to 100 miles because the engine was worn out. And uh, moved to a little apartment. And a few months later, started a little Bible study at the Lakes Apartments and uh, had no idea what God was going to do. And this is what God has done. And we still marvel at it. And we are his body. We are the church. And in the early church, they devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. Sometimes people ask you, ask me, what is your philosophy of ministry? That's it. It's Acts 2.42. We devote ourselves to the apostles' doctrine. That's why so much uh, emphasis is on teaching. And that's why we teach through the Bible, not only in the youth ministry, but in the adult ministry, because it's so important to have the foundation of truth. It's not a sidelight. Um, I guess speak at some churches where uh, all the emphasis is on the production and the music, and, oh, yeah, we'll have a little bit of time left over for a sermonette. And uh, that's not... The way it's done here, we have a large emphasis on the Word, and it's something that we should devote ourselves to. Um, and then fellowship, the importance of being together frequently, the importance of breaking bread and having prayer together, and the importance of sharing our faith as well. So as we pass the elements out tonight, keep those factors in mind, the importance of uh, our gathering, and then Hold on to them until we, we've all, uh, we, we all have the elements together and then we'll all partake at one time. Now, Father, as we stand in your presence, because as it were, royalty is in our midst, in reverence to you, Father, what really more can we say? You have done it all. You 
came up with a plan to save people. You sent your son. You used your spirit to reach every one of us. We're so thankful, Father. And these elements testify that we as your church, your body, your people, we do this in remembrance of you. We will never forget the day or the evening, the night, when you reached out and took our lives. When we prayed to receive Christ as our Savior, to be our Master. And thank you, Father, how you have come into our lives, invaded us in such a wonderful way, and you've taken over. Lord, as we take these elements tonight, thanking you for your faithfulness of the last year, we look forward to the new year, and and Lord, any things in our hearts and our lives that need changing, any further areas of growth, Lord, please, change completely, Lord, thoroughly. Make us yours in every aspect, every corner of our hearts. Take complete and absolute control that our love would be only for you, that we would be devoted solely to you, that our days would be filled with thoughts of you, that our conversations would go out to people who don't know you to tell them of you. Lord, our desire is never to play church or just to do things, but just to love you and to do all things in honor and in love for you. You are our all, for you gave all, your body and your blood. We celebrate that and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.